Hey guys, welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. This week we're going to talk about, have a great conversation about moms, and we're going to talk about passive-aggressive behavior, and we're going to talk about demanding mothers. So I love this because there are, there are definitely some behaviors within being a mom and being a dad, toxic behaviors that moms will do over dads, not to say that dads can be passive-aggressive, but I think you will see this toxic behavior really in a mom more so than a father. Demanding behavior can, yes, absolutely be within a father and a mother, but passive-aggressive tends to be coming from more of that feminine female energy. So let's get into this week's topic. Now, guys, before we do get into this week, if you have not already looked into coaching options with me, if you're interested in working with me, I always link everything underneath all of my podcasts down below. So don't forget to check out that information. There's courses, there's eBooks, there's a bunch of good stuff. There's free material as well for you guys um, to help you on your healing journey. So you can check that out down there. Let's get into passive aggressive moms and demanding moms. I know a lot of you guys have really reached out over the years to let me know different types of behaviors that each of your parents do. And there are kind of patterns with moms and the behaviors that they'll kind of display versus dads. Um, and so I want to get into passive aggressive behavior because I think it's probably one of the biggies in terms of toxic behavior that you will see. The biggies tend to be like passive aggressive behavior, silent treatment, um, gaslighting, and those are really like the three big ones. Um, you will see manipulation, but even with manipulation, under manipulation, there are a bunch of different kind of tactics that a manipulator will use, which is passive aggressive behavior, you know, fear, guilt, shame, things like that, the silent treatment, gaslighting, etc. So I want to get into this because. I know for me personally, I really didn't know what any of this stuff was. Like it seems crazy now in hindsight looking back, but I didn't know what passive aggressive behavior was. I didn't know that someone was making those kind of backhanded compliments or saying these things that seemed like they were nice, but really it kind of hurt. And so I think it's really essential, not only that we just learn this information, but that we understand how to really deal with these types of people. Because if you are just coming out of anything, just just awakening to the fact that, okay, I think my mom's narcissistic. Okay, I think my mom's toxic. You know, my dad does this, or my ex-husband's this, or my, you know, partner has this types of behaviors. Um, once you kind of awaken to the behavior, then you really stop and start assessing like, oh my God, like how do I deal with it? How do I respond to this person? Because the old way I've been handling this isn't working. It's either making me really upset, it's stressing me out, or it's making the relationship between me and this person even worse than it already was because I'm basically emotionally reacting to this person. So let's start with understanding the behavior. You really have to be able to spot when someone is kind of being passive aggressive and what it really sounds like. You know, something like, hey, I really liked what you had on today, but the the outfit you had on yesterday made you look really thin or made you look even better. Um, you know, it, it really bothers me when you do this, but don't worry, I'm okay. You know, just that kind of like back and forth, those two different types of um, masks or faces that this person will wear when they're not really being honest with how they actually feel and not really 
communicating how they actually feel. They're sometimes underlining or undermining their their feelings um, because they don't want to ruffle feathers. Maybe they don't like confrontation themselves. And really that's why someone is passive aggressive. I think the thing that really for me made a huge difference was understanding why was this person behaving in this way because previously what happened was I just took it very personally and so when you understand why people do what they do and that it, is, it isn't about you and that was one of the biggest eye-openers was you know listen to me when I say this other people's behavior is not about you even if you do something that hurts their feelings or bothers them it is still their decision on how they're going to respond to how that made them feel. So it's always really on the other person. So when I got that, then I really stopped taking it personally. Didn't mean that I didn't react from time to time because I'm still a human being and I would still fall asleep. And meaning when someone was passive aggressive to me if I wasn't aware in that moment of this toxic behavior that this person likes to do then I'm going to be reactive then I'm going to be asleep and not know you know really not know to be mindful to what's actually happening and that's going to happen you're, you're human so even no matter how much you practice this stuff you're going to fall asleep from time to time and you could be emotionally reactive to someone so but what you want to try to do is to not be as reactive as you've been in the past. And I always tell people, you have to look at everyone in your life and look at the people in your life who trigger you the most and how do they trigger you. So if mom's passive aggressive and that's something that triggers you and you tend to kind of go toe to toe with her, or you start getting into an argument and going back and forth or you're telling her that this behavior isn't okay and it really bothers you and then that was a mean thing to say or whatever it looks like for you, then and she starts getting defensive or she shuts down and then that bothers you and it just becomes this like vicious cycle of dysfunction that happens, that's what we're trying to stop. We're trying to stop the consistency of that cycle going around and around and around because it's bothering you, it's affecting you. It may affect her, it may not affect her, she may not care, she might thrive on the drama, who really knows, but we're really talking about learning how to focus on yourself so you can protect yourself really from other people's dysfunction. I mean, isn't that what this is all about? Is you're trying to kind of create that bubble around yourself that way other people's wounds and dysfunctions and things that they struggle with that they haven't healed from or dealt with don't really influence you. So a person who is passive aggressive is someone that really experienced a lot of neglect. It's someone who is ex has extremely low self-esteem because it takes someone with a lot of confidence to be able to verbally communicate with another person on how they actually feel, number one. Number two, it takes an extremely healthy person in order to not just communicate how I feel to you, but then take responsibility for how I feel. And so if you're dealing with someone who's experienced neglect or abuse, they don't know how to do those two things. They're never going to say, my feelings are my responsibility. That's never going to happen. And if they've been neglected and have those wounds, they're going to have a serious fear around communicating how they feel with other people. And most people, when I think of people that I've known that have really been passive aggressive, and that's kind of like, like I say, their drink of choice. It's their, it's one of the tactics that they use the most. There's fear behind that. 
there's fear in using a, pa a passive and being passive aggressive that if I don't want to express how I feel, because maybe quite frankly, I don't know how I feel. But number two, even if I did, I don't want to tell you that because the fear is, is that you won't do anything about it or that you won't care or that nothing will change or, you know, it's a multitude of different stories that this person is telling themselves, but again, they're unaware of it. And so when you're unaware of it and you don't know your wounds, you're going to just live your life playing through all of these wounds. And most people, actually all people, because everyone has something, is and unless you're really, really aware of what your wounds are, you are going to play through them. And they're going to be the things that dictate your life. And so they're going to be the things that then dictate your marriages, your relationship, your career, etc. So when we're talking about dealing with someone who's passive aggressive, right off the bat, we have to be able to acknowledge it. We have to be able to understand that, okay, this is what passive aggressive sounds like. And I think you, if you don't know, you know, this isn't something where you're going to memorize phrases for this because everything is going to be different. But the way I've learned to spot it is when someone says something to me, number one, I can, you have to be able to tell if someone's not being honest with themselves. Like for example, hey, um, I, I think I would like you to leave the party, but no, 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 you, you, you can stay, you can stay. Like, it's totally fine. And you say, are you sure? And yeah, 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 it's sure. And then 10 minutes later, you know, they might give you an attitude or start being a little resentful because you stayed. That's passive aggressive. So the reason why it's important to understand or be able to spot it is you want to see like, how does this person use passive aggressive behavior? Do they use it in that way where they're not really being honest with themselves and me on what it is that they want or how they feel? Or are they being passive aggressive because quite frankly, they just like to cut people down because it makes them feel good about themselves because they're severely insecure. And this is really where you start seeing kind of like those backhanded, backhanded compliments. And the backhanded compliment, you can always spot because you'll feel it. Something just like, hmm, that, that didn't feel right. That, that stung a little. And so when you kind of get very intuitive, not intuitive, but really curious about your own self on how am I feeling right now after that person did that, after that person said that, when you start becoming, especially when definitely when you start self-parenting, when you really start doing this stuff, you get attuned to how you actually feel. And when you can spot, hmm, that didn't feel good, then you can kind of backtrack and like replay, what did that person just say to me? And start seeing the backhanded compliments, start seeing the passive aggressive behavior. So like I said, when you're dealing with a mom or really anyone that's passive aggressive, the, you have to be able to understand that this isn't about you. That compliment, even though it hurts you, even though it cuts you a little bit, even though they said they didn't care and now they do and they're being resentful, you have to understand that that's not about you. You have to remain calm. One of the biggest things with any tactic that you ever learn about or read about, whether it's manipulation, whether it's gaslighting, whether it's you know, just verbal abuse, quite frankly, no matter what it is, you have to learn how to hold on to your emotions. If you cannot hold on to your emotions and practice this, because again, this is a practice, but remember, it's easy to start holding on to your emotions once you've pinpointed who are the toxic people in my life and what do they do? 
if you know that when your ex-husband um you know comes to the door or whatever he's going to say this and it typically will trigger you when he says it it won't be something that comes out of left field because you're almost expecting it so know your audience really well because that will allow you to not take things personally and that will allow you to almost know that it's going to come regardless and so when it comes you can spot it and when you spot it you have a decision to make which is do I react to this do I take this personally is this about me or do I remain calm if I remain calm then I'm not emotional if I'm not emotional then I don't react emotionally because again I'm not taking it personally if I'm calm then I can be a little bit more um intentional about or logical about how I want to actually react to this person am I or not even react but respond am I going to get annoyed and start you know going toe-to-toe with them and start telling them that they're so inconsiderate and how could they possibly say this which essentially leads you down the rabbit hole of dysfunction with this person or am I going to be able to say let me just stand tall for a second let me remain calm let me remain unemotional because this isn't about me this is about them and kind of push the passive-aggressive behavior back on the other person and so when you're trying to push something back on the other person, that doesn't mean that you want that person to take responsibility for it because that's not the case. But what you want to do is understand that that comment doesn't affect me. You know, and I think some people, depending on how dysfunctional they are, are looking for it to affect you because they want to see someone suffer, unfortunately, because that's how toxic they are. But a lot of people sometimes don't even realize what they're doing and they're just in a habitual state of being passive aggressive or habitual state of just going straight to the silent treatment and not really even owning their behavior. So you have to be able to ignore sometimes when someone's doing something. It doesn't mean that you don't say things, but it does mean that even I think verbally telling someone, hey, that comment was a little passive aggressive. It doesn't bother me, but I don't appreciate it. And just seeing what what that person does with that that communication. I think you being able to talk to other people about not about how you feel, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's narcissistic, because if they know that it bothers you, chances are they might just keep doing it, quite frankly. But being able to say, hey, I can spot that abuse. I can spot that gaslighting. I can spot that manipulation and that don't work here. Um, it draws a line in the sand in terms of you're not going to get what the underlining messages of that is you're not going to get what you've always gotten from me, which is a reaction. So either you tell me do you want me to leave the party or would you like me to stay? How do you feel? Or you're, or I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, thank you so much for letting me know that yesterday I looked thinner in that outfit than apparently than I did today. Um, but I actually loved both outfits and thought I looked great in it. Um, and so, you know, then you might deal with someone who says, well, don't take it so personally or you're so sensitive and I was just giving you a, you know, I was just trying to give you a compliment and you have to look at the other side as like a negative and it wasn't, I was just being honest, you know, all that kind of backtracking that what they actually said wasn't hurtful or abusive and they can totally think what they want to think. You're just reiterating that I'm not sensitive. I'm actually a human being that feels 
and that didn't feel good to say. So, and, but again, I think you have to be able to kind of look at the person you're dealing with and say, how far can I go where this person just literally won't be able to own what they said and how offensive it was or how hurtful it was. So you have to kind of understand what is your mom capable of or really anyone? Um, and can you actually say certain things to her to kind of, like I said, draw the lines in the sand? When we're dealing with demanding moms, when you're dealing with a mom who probably chances are is going to have some narcissistic tendencies, um, demanding in that she requires a lot of your time and, and she needs you to do these things for you all the time. She's just very demanding. She's very needy. Uh, it could be because she... Now, I don't want to say is lazy, but just doesn't want to do things for herself because she likes to play the victim role. Or it could be she wants you to do certain things so it makes her feel in a certain way, whether that has to do with the public or whether that just has to do within her own self. Again, I think a lot of it has to do with playing that victim mentality. One of the first things is that you have to understand <clears throat> when you're dealing with a demanding mom is you have to be able to tell where are my boundaries at. What are the things that I'm not going to do because, quite frankly, I don't want to do them. They don't work for me. When you're dealing with anyone who's demanding, um, I think you have to be able to, like I've said throughout this whole thing, you have to be able to kind of know this person, meaning <clears throat> what can I say and what is just going on deaf ears? Like, you know what I mean? She's never going to absorb it. She's never going to respect it, depending on how deep her either dysfunction is or narcissism is, it's going to determine how far you can go with her on verbally communicating. Like having these serious conversations where we sit down and we say, hey, look, I'm going to just be honest. You can do these things for yourself. You know you can. And learning how to, one of the greatest skills is being able to influence someone to be able to do what they don't think they're capable of doing. So that's what good leaders do, good managers do, is being able to influence the people around them to do the job that they know that they can do, right? To be able to encourage them that they can do it. Again, if you're dealing with someone who's severely narcissistic, this isn't going to work. <laughs> but if you're dealing with someone who you think could possibly be open to acknowledging, okay, yes, I, I can be this way and... She may want to change it. She may not want to change it, but over time she will have no choice but to change it because you're now learning how to put up walls on in terms of what you will and will not do. And that's what's really essential. So you have to be able to also ignore the backlash because if you're dealing with a demanding person and you're starting to work on boundaries, for example, you're going to get backlash because you're not, you're becoming something different that this person is not used to seeing. And it doesn't really matter who the person is. Anyone who starts to change because we're all creatures of habit, we're used to certain types of people in our life. And if you're if you're coming across someone who's not a healthy person, who isn't adaptable to seeing you grow and seeing your boundaries put up and how healthy that actually is, they're not going to enjoy this because that means that they have to then take responsibility for themselves. So again, I go back to healthy people are more than capable and actually enjoy 
taking responsibility. This is my stuff. I welcome the challenge. You're absolutely right. I own this. Um, even in the difficult of conversations, a toxic person, not so much. So when that happens, you're going to get the backlash. So you can't take the backlash personally. You have to be able to, and I see this often with people who struggle with codependency, is them struggling to sit in how it makes them feel to, quote, disappoint someone or they feel that they're not being the good son or daughter that they used to be when in reality you weren't really a good son or daughter you were just codependent you were just doing things for the wrong reasons you were just being dysfunctional you were just being unhealthy yourself so we have to get rid of the stories that say I'm not a good son or daughter if I do this. And we have to also learn how to soothe ourselves when we see our parents struggling a little bit maybe because we've now put boundaries in place and understanding that that's not our responsibility to really take care of a grown, a grown adult. I think dealing with the guilt that will come from putting up those parameters around a demanding mom is going to be one of the biggest things that um, you'll struggle with, especially if you've been kind of like her rock for, but remember, you've been her rock in a very dysfunctional enabling way. And now you're dealing with having to do the hard work now and have these tough conversations with her because for so long you just enabled the behavior. So if you're dealing with anyone who's unhealthy, it's not your responsibility to get this person to change, but it is your responsibility to put up walls around what you will and will not tolerate, your standards. And so if you don't, you're going to be taken advantage of and you're going to groom an abuser to be able to abuse you because you're allowing it to happen. So when you start to recognize, okay, this needs to change, the only person that's doing most of the heavy lifting now is going to be you because now you have to learn how to be, not only learn this stuff, but the biggest thing that you're going to have to learn is how to be consistent. How do I be consistent with these boundaries? How do I deal with the guilt that I feel? How do I deal with her giving me backlash? How do I deal with her giving me the silent treatment and being passive aggressive and how it makes you feel? Because chances are it's going to bother you more than it's going to actually bother her because she'll find someone else to be passive aggressive with or be demanding on. And so it's going to take you being consistent for her to finally adjust that you're no longer the person that you used to be and you're not going to really play these dysfunctional games with her. So it's it's something that you have to work at. It's something that takes time because the consistency piece is really going to be the deal breaker. The more consistent you are and the more you know how to soothe yourself and let her stand on her own two feet or let her feel what she needs to feel or let her be upset because the answer was no or you learning how to not emotionally react to her. Those are going to really be the deal breakers in order for you to have peace of mind and possibly even a decent relationship with her. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this week's episode. I hope it gave you a lot of insight and information on where you might struggle yourself when dealing with your mom if she is demanding or passive aggressive. I hope you have enjoyed and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.